A grace to you and peace from our God and Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, dear friends, what does it take to be saved? This may be not something that we think about every day, maybe not something that you sit around your dinner table and discuss, but what exactly does it take? How can we be saved? Of course, within our Lutheran Church, especially in the Missouri Synod, we always have been teaching that it's not by works, is it? Not by works. And Martin Luther, of course, is a wonderful example of that. As a young man threatened by a terrible storm, he prays to the Lord God that if he can survive this terrible ordeal, that he will become God. And of course, not being washed away by the storm, not being struck by lightning, he then goes to the monastery. And in the monastery, he strives for perfection. And yet he finds he cannot overcome his sin. Now, nothing in history indicates that these sins are, are terrible, grave sins, perhaps according to our standards. But yet Martin Luther, striving for perfection, he wants to be free from sin. He thinks if he can but become free of sin, he will be able to earn his salvation. And so he's trying really hard. But guess what? Just like you and I in our world today, even though he's there in the monastery, he finds that some people just rub him the wrong way. He finds that there are incidents that bring strife and bitterness into his heart. Maybe like you, the last time you you went to the cities and you're driving and it was snowing and the conditions were bad and someone cut you off and and you you had to hit the brakes and the ABS kicked in and you're sliding toward disaster. You had no idea what would happen and you said, you jerk! To whoever perhaps was driving that other car. And then you said, oh, I'm not supposed to do that. Right, the work center where you have to go and work. Maybe it's filled with people that just rub you the wrong way. Maybe there's times you have bitterness in your soul. Maybe there's times that you feel animosity. And for Martin Luther, he's trying to overcome that. He keeps going to confession, right? Because that's all he knows. And his confessor says, well, you just were here five minutes ago. Why are you back? Well, I I walked out the door and that guy spoke a cross word to me and I yelled at him. See, we're we're there, aren't we? We kind of understand just where Martin Luther was. He wants to be free from sin, but he finds as hard as he strives, he just can't quite make it. And and so the person in charge of his monastery sends him off to Rome. Maybe if, you know, Martin Luther is in Rome and he sees the grand cathedrals and he can view some of the wonderful art that's there, maybe that will bring peace to his soul. 
And so there's Martin Luther in, in Rome and he, he sees the massive cathedrals and, and he stands in long lines to be able to get to these holy places. We're told even at one point he crawled up stairs that were covered in broken glass trying to prove his worth. And yet Martin Luther, he comes back from that experience and he says, you know what, the cathedrals in Rome, they, they are, you know, beautiful and they are awe-inspiring. But after you stand in line for three hours and you get up to the altar, finally, there's someone there saying, move along. You only have 30 seconds. Can't you see the people in line behind you? Move along. Is that how can you feel the grandeur of God when you just kind of get to that point when you see this magnificent artwork and you feel almost as if you're in God's presence and then someone steps up and says, move along, next. And so he came back from that experience still not at peace, still not able to connect with God in the way that he wanted to, still feeling his sin. You see, dear friends, Martin Luther found through incredible experience that he could not earn God's favor. He could not earn his way into heaven. And so as he sat studying the Holy Scriptures, he finally came upon the verse that says, you know, we are saved not by works, but through faith. And that really was then the, the spark of the Reformation. As Martin Luther came to that conclusion and from his own experience finding he could not earn his way, he needed help. And that help only comes from the Lord. Nicodemus in our text for today, he had kind of that same attitude, that maybe same first part of the experience. He recognizes that Jesus has power. Now, no one can do the miracles that you're doing unless he had come from God. He, he wants to be able to talk with Jesus. He wants to you know, be able to learn from him, but not in the open, you see. Isn't it interesting that Nicodemus comes to Jesus, the scripture tells us, by night. He didn't want to see, have, be seen uh, walking across town, you know, people looking at him and saying, oh, he, he, is he headed toward Jesus' house? I think Jesus is staying over there. What, what, what is Nicodemus doing? He didn't want people to see him entering. You know, we don't want him to, you know, I have an association with Jesus. No, no, he, he was, you know, going to stand uh, apart from that. But yet he comes, he has the words. You know, I, I know you're sent from God. No one can do miracles like you do unless, you know, they, they know God. All right, let's, let's talk. But then Jesus begins to explain to Nicodemus that to Get into heaven, you must be born again. 
Now, what what is this? You know, to to be born a, a, again, and and you know, the the pastor in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, sometimes starts to talk about being born again, and people are a little bit worried. Now, you know, what what's he going to do? I, I hope he doesn't start speaking in tongues or rolling around in, in the aisle. You know, maybe are a little bit uptight about that. <laughs> But that's not what Jesus is talking about, is it? Jesus is essentially saying, you need to become brand new. You think about that analogy, though, of the, the tiny little baby. Right? The, the tiny little baby is, is just born, and you know, as long as it doesn't have a stinky diaper, you know, the baby smells brand new, doesn't it? So your, your moms kind of remember what that was like. Now you're holding the, the tiny little baby in, in your arms and, and the little baby even has kind of a different smell, doesn't it? The baby is brand new. The baby is innocent. The baby has, has never did anything wrong yet. And dear friends, that is what our Lord is asking for us to go through, that we would become new again. How can I become new? That's what Martin Luther was asking. How can I become new? How can I be right with God? If I just work really hard, if I just monitor every thought, if I just bite my, my tongue, and even biting my tongue isn't good enough, if I just make my thoughts be right all the time, if I crawl up those stairs covered in broken glass, maybe I can make it. And Jesus says, no. You can't make it that way. The only way you can make it is to repent. To admit you need help. To admit to God you can't do it on your own. You need some help. And Nicodemus, he, he just couldn't take that, could he? I am the holy scholar of Israel. I know all things pertaining to the scripture. Who are you to tell me I must be born again? But even Nicodemus, he needed help. The help that can only be found in Jesus the Christ. You see, we're not saved by our works, but we are saved by faith in Jesus. That faith that makes us new again. That faith that enables us to be able to connect with God. Now we come into our, our church here today and we have our beautiful stained glass windows. We have the beautiful cross above the altar. We, we have the beauty that was created by the hands of craftsmen all around us. Any of these things with our eyes can help us to connect with God, can't they? And we, we play our hymns, our favorite songs that we love to be able to sing. And it really provides a, a wonderful feeling, doesn't it? The feeling that God is present. The feeling that we can connect with him. 
And we hear the words from the Holy Scripture spoken once more. We hear the, the tales of old. We gain insight from some of the wisdom that's provided. Or, or we hear about people that are just like you and I and the struggles that they endured. And we connect with God. And with that connection, we understand it's through the love of Jesus, isn't it? It's not because anything that we have done, it's not because of the great works we did in the past week, it's not because of somehow I managed to go 364 days without sin, but, you know, there was that one day. No, but rather it's because of the love of Jesus Christ, isn't it? That God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. To become new again. To be washed by Jesus, you and I, for the most part, our moms and dads, our grandmas, our grandpas, they brought us as that little baby, didn't they? That we could be washed new in our spirit. That we could come to have that experience right away of what it means to be cleansed. That's not so often in my ministry, but from time to time, I, I've baptized adults as well. Adults have been through great trauma. They've been through terrible you know, kinds of, of lies. But in a later stage, they, they come to that knowledge that I would like to know Jesus. I want to confess my sin. I want to fall at his feet. I want to be made new again. And so they come as adults and they receive that baptism to be washed to be cleansed, yes, to be changed. And dear friends, that is what our Lord offers. That no matter what we've done today, that no matter that this is the one day of the year that I sinned, although it's probably a lot more, right? As the Bible says, we all have sinned, we all have fallen short. But even if you made it through that entire year and there was just that one day, that one time that you were a little bit cross when you should not have been, that you committed sin, Jesus has come and be washed, be cleansed, be born anew. And dear friends, that is what he offers. You and I, we would realize that we can't earn it no matter how hard we try, that we have failed at times, that we need some help as well, that we would cast our cares upon Jesus, that we would ask for his forgiveness, that we would be born again. And we can be. We can have that wonderful gift of being new inside simply because Jesus died on the cross for us. What an amazing gift. What an incredible offer. 
That even though we all like sheep have gone astray, even though each of us has turned to his own way, Jesus would look upon us with his favor. He would die on the cross for our sin so that you and I can be washed, that we can be clean, that we can be born brand new again. Dear friends, that is what our Savior offers. That is what he gives to us each and every day. And that is what we can go and tell our friends, our neighbors, our loved ones. Amen. Now may the grace of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be in your hearts and minds and now and always. Amen.